don't believe in science Written on your forehead, always be denying You're the dummy that don't believe in science Written on your forehead, always be denying Hey, hey, Girls Go Green. Hello again. I'm Julia. I'm Celia. And sorry, you're podcast. listening to the podcast that we've created, <laughs> two of us. Yep. Welcome. Welcome. How's it going? Good. I going just well? got back from a trip, so I am feeling tired, but we're well, killing it. We're talking about something very neat today, so I hope you get hyped. I am so excited. Do you, can I introduce it? Please, please Do you introduce. Want to, is nope. there anything else you want to share? No, that's Actually, all. okay. Yes. I have one fun fact. Okay. It's not a fun fact. It's kind of a sad fact. Oh, okay. But I saw it pop up on my iPhone today. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure a lot of people, because I think a lot of people get the same news, maybe, from iPhone. But anyways... The news is from National Geographic, and the title was Honeybees Have Special Tiny Hairs Meant to Attract Pollen. A new study shows they're also accumulating airborne microplastics. Oh, no. So, just wanted to share that to all of our dummies. I hope you believe in science now, fools. <laughs> Dang. So, anyways. That's... I know we're not doing fun facts or world updates anymore, but... I just needed to share that. That's a fact. that was crazy. That's current news. It was current news. It popped up on my radio. On my... <laughs> on, your, on your radio? Your AM radio? My AM radio. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, anyways, back to it. So, for those of you who are, I guess, joining us new, we are starting to do a new style where we're only doing one topic. Yeah. For the episode. I think it's really cool. It's pretty fun. We got some neat things. Yep. So today, what we're going to be talking about is Bigfoot. Bigfoot. For a second, I was a little bit worried that I had misread our calendar. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know, cause I, because I did my research on Bigfoot. Uh-huh. And I just was expecting something else to come out of your mouth. And when you said Bigfoot, my heart just stopped for a split second. <laughs> And I thought, oh, no, I've done the wrong topic. <laughs> I know. I saw your face and I was like, I hope she knew that that's what we were yep, doing It's Bigfoot. That's what I did. That's what I researched was Bigfoot. Awesome. Perfect. Well, we are still pre-recording. So if there were any crazy things that have also been happening in the world since we've recorded this episode, we don't know about them. We'll get to it later. Yeah, we promise. <laughs> I love Bigfoot for I one. Know. I know you do. (laughs) We've talked about it before on the podcast, so I'm just ready to get into it. Okay, let's just dive face first in. Let's do it. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, I will. Okay. Okay, so for any of you, I think Bigfoot is pretty well known, Yeah. at least in the United States and Canada. Mm -hmm. I don't really know outside of the U.S. I know that there are versions versions of bigfoot right and so i would assume that most people are familiar with a type of bigfoot whether that be bigfoot sasquatch yeti anything like that but bigfoot also known as the what was the one that i was talking about last week with the um 
with the Andes, not the Andes, with the Appalachian Trail. Do you remember that? Oh. The Yoohoo or whatever. Oh, yeah, the Yahoo. The Yahoo. I think it was Yahoo. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah, there are a lot of different versions around, around the country. So Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch, is the most common in Canadian and American folklore. Yeah. Which North, is very cool. North America. This part of the world. And it is an ape-like creature who inhabits the forests of North America. Yes. So he with a human-like face. Yes. Most of the time is what he's described as. Yes. He is described as being a large, muscular, two two legged I guess two-legged, two walks on two legs yeah. ape-like creature. Right, right. That is roughly six to nine feet tall. What I found was he's about six to nine feet tall or even 10 to 15 feet tall, uh-huh. depending on who's seen him in the description of Bigfoot. Yeah. And I would assume, because I don't, as far as my research I've found, nobody's really gotten close enough to like actually study him up yeah. close. And so I would just assume that these six like that big range six to 15 feet is probably just because obviously there's going to be you know different ages of Bigfoot out there because Mm -hmm. there's families so there could be a dad Bigfoot that's like maybe close like a lot taller than other Bigfoots but also it probably the number is kind of skewed based on like oh, you're looking up at him from down below mm-hmm. and he's kind of far off. So it's kind of hard to judge like how tall he would be. Yeah. Something like that. Right. So other descriptions of Bigfoot include being covered in dark hair. Versions include black, dark brown, or dark red. And even a foul odor that is often associated with these sightings, such mm-hmm. as rotten eggs or skunk. Yes. And it is... I, I always I want to say he, but I guess Bigfoot could be a she. Well, I think there are female and male Bigfoots. That's what they say. The That's what they say. Yeah. I think I kind of lean on the side of believing in one oh, Bigfoot. Okay. Okay. I think Bigfoot is alone. Just one. That's just that, that I've got no science to back that up. <laughs> I think that's... I mean, I think all the times that I found that Bigfoot has been swatted. It's been just one of them. Mm-hmm. So what I imagine, though, is that it's kind of like a wolf, where like you you have a pack, but then you know the lone wolf you travel by yourself. But at as some well. point, wolves wolves get together, and yeah, I Bigfoot might get together in the deep woods of Alaska. That that is true. <laughs> we have no idea. Yeah. So I there... mean, this is all just speculation all of it speculation some would disagree though oh i mean i i i don't think that it's just speculation i really believe in bigfoot but what we know of him is just kind of a speculation yeah so yeah so bigfoot also has a very human-like face is reported to have a very human-like face with a flat nose visible lips broad shoulders with no visible neck long arms dark eyes and some descriptions have reported that they glow yellow or red at night. Uh-huh. However, I shine that when right. when your headlights come across maybe a deer in the road and their eyes shine yellow, right. that doesn't exist with apes and humans. That's only specific to certain types of animals. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And huh. so these reports of seeing yellow or red eyes out in the woods, they've likely been 
because of a different animal. Yeah. Maybe well, a deer, maybe too... a, a cougar or something like that. Yeah, because with the red eye thing, that just made me think of, like, when you take pictures and you get red eyes mm-hmm. in the pictures. That's yeah. what I was thinking of that, too. But yeah. I yeah, I think that's a different concept but if you're if you're walking in the dark at night and someone shines a flashlight into your eyes they don't go yellow right right so makes sense yeah um other I've got a lot of descriptions if you want me to keep going (laughs) I well I just wrote down a handful and you covered Mm -hmm. most of them um the footprints are another really big descriptor that people will use to account for a Bigfoot sighting hence the name Bigfoot. Big yeah. It wouldn't make sense if he had <laughs> little feet. Yeah, exactly. So footprints from the Bigfoot that have been found, this is like a general average, I would assume, but about 24 inches long and 8 inches wide, which is like, that's two rollers. If you put two rollers together, that's how big a Bigfoot that's is. like this big. No. <laughs> they, that's probably. No, a ruler is about this big. Like this big. That's like this big. I have a ruler somewhere. Yeah, that is big. <laughs> yeah, we Two need to pull out Oh, you know what? I have a ruler right oh, here. Oh, look at that. Too bad we don't have a camera. So it's like this. And again. <laughs> this. <laughs> so it's, okay. Jury is, verdict is. It's big. It's big. It's a big Very large. It's a big foot. So definitely there's a reason for that name. Yeah, there are. <laughs> And, well, okay, if you want to keep going into descriptions, I've got other stuff. So if you want to, if there's anything else that you feel like is important for that part. Well, that, that, I think that's, that's a good summation of yeah. Bigfoot. I think descriptions might vary depending on the region. Totally. Um, we have the skunk ape of southeastern, of the southeastern United States, whose description is very similar to that of Bigfoot. Uh-huh. The Almas, I want to say Almas, Al- Almas, Almas, Yeti, and the Yaren in Asia, and the Australian Yowie. Yeah. So they, that is, I think, just a handful of worldwide. Right. And Bigfoot. obviously, yeah, within different cultures and stuff, they're going to be called different things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's just kind of a general, those are the main ones, I want to say. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. And there's even across across the world bigfoot hat does different things yeah there are some reports of bigfoot being very not docile docile isn't the word because nobody's interacted with bigfoot and survived as far as we can tell Mm -hmm. however there are other reports of bigfoot being very aggressive yeah and very kind of part of the folklore is children are kind of aware of not children are te- are taught not to wander into the forest because of bigfoot yeah and a but in certain cultures children are taught not even to say its name because the creature might come after you and drag oh. you into the woods and stuff like that interesting yeah. so depending on your culture depending on the region bigfoot has a different connotation right because over here in the u.s i mean i don't i don't shake in my bed worried that thinking about bigfoot is going to come get me but Sometimes in other cultures when i'm camping do you yeah really yeah really yeah okay not out here in utah yeah because i mean i will i have a utah bigfoot sighting but do you i i do oh but okay 
I get more scared up in when I'm camping up in the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. because that's where I feel like Bigfoot would be. Well, that's actually where most of the sightings happen. Yes. It's in the PHW. Do you have the numbers? No. I have Tell me the numbers. numbers. <laughs> Tell me the numbers, Julia. What do so you got? That, that was a good segue into my beautiful facts. I totally did that on purpose. <laughs> so, actually, one third of all sightings are from the Pacific Northwest. Ooh. Which we're That's... right now we're just talking about North American and Bigfoot. So mm-hmm. this isn't like across the world. This is just within America and Canada and Mexico. So Oh. Yeah. Okay. But so, even still in that region, for one third of the sightings to be specifically in the PNW. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Which I think th- it didn't say explicitly what the PNW is and for those of you who don't know what PNW is. Pacific Northwest. Did I already say that? Maybe. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, Pacific Northwest. So there's kind of, sometimes different states are included. Sometimes they aren't in the description of the Pacific Northwest. And they didn't explicitly say what was included in this one third. But generally speaking, it's British Columbia, Canada, mm-hmm. Washington, Oregon, Northern California. Yeah. Not all of California. Just like the Redwoods, basically. Mm-hmm. And the chilly part. Yeah. And sometimes Idaho, depending. Okay. Yeah. Depending on, like, who you're talking to. Yeah. Yeah. So, Washington has had 2,000 reported sightings, which I think is a pretty low number, but I think those are, like, the more, a little bit more vetted ones. Mm-hmm. Like... I'm sure there's sightings every day where people are like, I saw a Bigfoot, but they're not like more, they're not so backed up by anything necessarily. Maybe you're walking, you're on a hike in the woods and you see something big out of the corner of your eye and it doesn't quite look like a bear, but when you look back, it's gone. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's just accounting for like the film or like pictures that you see Mm -hmm. basically. And... Let's see. California has reported 16,000. Is that right? No, 1,600. <laughs> yeah, 1,600 sightings. Pennsylvania has had 1,300 sightings. New York and Oregon, like, accumulated, have both had, or not accumulated, but, like, both of them had had have had over 1,000 sightings. And Texas has had over 800 Oh, so it's getting down to Texas. Oh, let me tell you. This weekend, I was in Austin visiting some friends, and we went to a museum in downtown Austin called the Museum of the Weird. Did you see weird things? Yeah, there were a ton of weird things, like like the first Siamese twin. Oh. Where their, I think it was their last name was Siamese. Uh-huh. And that's like how you got the name for Siamese oh. twins. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then there were, there was just a ton of weird stuff. Was it kind of like a Ripley's Believe It or Not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Think of something like that. It was so pretty small. Mermaids. Yeah. It the, was a the bunch weird of, Ripley's. But it was mermaids. like, most of the stuff was like specific to Texas. Okay. But there were some stuff that were like donated to the museum and like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously the... Siamese twins, I think they were in Thailand, I want to say. Yeah. But 
that had just been like it was a, such a big thing that they had to include it in that museum so what was the weirdest thing you saw at the museum of the weird there was a cyclops pig that was Ooh. pretty weird it was just a pig that had one eye yeah do you ever wonder because i've heard i mean not in my deep investigation of weird things but just that people so with the example of the mermaids they will take babies or small scale small skeletons so typically uh-huh. babies and they will surgically attach them to oh, the bodies of fish interesting not not in a not the babies are not still alive the fish right, are right, still right. alive but they'll just they'll take the they bodies kind of, of the two it and make way. it yeah. Right. So do you think the pig actually is a cyclops pig or do you think that it was manipulated to be a cyclops pig? I don't know. It looked pretty real for, to me, but like I am very gullible and I kind of in life I kind of just choose to believe in things. So <laughs> but the other really crazy thing was it was actually kind of sad. So one of the I think it was I don't think it was a special exhibit. I think it was just like one of the main attractions of this museum Mm -hmm. was the real version of The Greatest Showman. So that movie with um, Zac Efron and Hugh Jackman. (laughs) And whoever else, anybody, anyone else, (laughs) any of the other big names that are in the movie that we don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So it, so that, that movie is based on a true story. Spoiler mm-hmm. for those who haven't watched it. It's not really a spoiler alert. I feel like you get this from the trailer. But it's basically a circus that is made up of kind of misfit people. I mean, that's what that's what circuses were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically this museum had a bunch of a bunch of the like attractions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so there was this uh twin that they oh I don't know if this was part of the circus actually but anyways there was this twin that she wanted to get married but they were conjoined at the t- the hip mm-hmm. and she wanted to get married and they wouldn't let her get a marriage license because it was like I don't know just because there were two girls and one guy it was just a weird thing yeah and then there was, like, the bearded lady and the really strong, like, short guy. And, I don't know, there was just all these things. So, very interesting museum. But my point is, getting back to it, is that they had a little section on Bigfoot sightings in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that, because I'm from Seattle, and so I know for a fact that Bigfoot is up there. For a fact. Yeah. Perfect. I went to camp. We'll I, talk about yeah, that later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, but I just didn't really realize that Bigfoot had made his way down there. And, yeah, there were a lot of accounts and stories that were really cool to read. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you want to know about some other accounts? Yes. Let's get started on those. Cool. Actually, wait, wait, wait. Let me yes. check my notes before. Okay, before we get into the accounts, can I just go into, like, how Bigfoot kind of started? Yes, please. Okay. So, basically, there there have kind of always been traditions of a Bigfoot-like creature mm-hmm. out there. Native Americans have stories about him. Lots of 
different cultures have stories about a Bigfoot-like creature out in the woods. But in 1958, a journalist named Andrew Gonzoli, who was writing for the Humboldt Times. Yeah, sure. (laughs) It's in California. So for those of you in California, I'm sorry. I think it's Humboldt. Humboldt. Yes, Humboldt. So he, in his, in just one of his stories that he published, he highlighted a letter that he had gotten from a reader about loggers in Northern California who had seen large footprints as they were like out just in the forest. And he didn't really think anything of it. He just published the story and was like, this is kind of cool to go in like the Sunday column, whatever. But the story gained a lot more traction than he had anticipated. And people wrote in and they were like, we want to know more about like this big creature. What else do you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so he started getting more requests for information or even more just information from people who had seen things. Um, So they started to share this newspaper, started to share more details from specifically these loggers including the name that had been given or that they had given the creature, the Bigfoot. So that's kind of how that name caught on before with like Native American tradition, there hadn't necessarily been a specific, like one name. There might've been a lot of different names for him Mm -hmm. in different stories, but that's where the name, the Bigfoot came from. Okay. And then after that, it kind of just kept catching on because the TV show, have you heard of the show Truth or Consequences? No. I have not either. Probably. It sounds like an 80s. Yeah. An 80s show. Yeah. So anyways, this TV show, they offered a thousand dollar reward or award for anyone who could provide Bigfoot or provide like evidence of Bigfoot's existence, which kind of further offered incentive to go be looking for Bigfoot and also obviously for people to kind of go and fake start making things up yeah so that's kind of how what we know today as like the Bigfoot scene uh so to say click (laughs) (laughs) not click but I don't know just how we know Bigfoot today isn't necessarily from ancient not ancient, but like Native American stories. It's more just from word of mouth, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like books that have been written by people who spend their lives looking for Bigfoot, stuff like that. Yeah. So that's how we got here. Yes. Now let's get into sightings. You, well, yes. Or so lore. Historical viewings. Okay. Cool, cool. And that could have led up to Bigfoot. Okay. So... None of it, none of them are, it's, yeah. So it's a little bit folklore a little bit of historical predating the 1958. Okay. Is it 1958? Yeah, 1958 creation of the Bigfoot. Yeah. So a couple, one of the first one that I have is that petroglyphs on the Tool Tribe Reservation in California depicted a group of Bigfoots, Big Feet. Yeah, big feet. Big feet. <laughs> Is that that's the plural, the of Bigfoot's called the family, and they're estimated to be between five hundred and one thousand years old. 
Wow. So that's kind so of an origination. Yeah, an origination story. Mm-hmm. The Iroquois tribe tell of an aggressive creature covered in hair that was referred to as the stone giant, which was because this thing could not be could not be harmed because uh-huh. its skin was so tough as stone. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There was also an alleged incident in 1847 between a group of miners and a group of ape ape men was what they were called mm-hmm. in the region in a region of southern Washington where it was reported that there was a race of cannibalistic wild men living on the peak of Mount St. Helens <laughs> and this spurred the naming of the area as Ape Can- Ape Canyon and no I would way. bet yeah. I didn't know that yes that's so crazy treachery isn't it great. <laughs> And then another less menacing version includes a Protestant missionary named Reverend Elkanah Elkanah Walker in 1840 who recorded stories of giants who lived near Spokane, Washington, who lived on and around the peaks of nearby mountains and stole salmon from the local fishermen. So don't mess with those salmon. Don't don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it, especially not up in Washington. The fishermen will get you. Well, (laughs) except the fishermen didn't get the big feet. Yeah. The big feet, the got, big feet got the salmon. They got the salmon. So this, I think this all kind of accumulated into what we now know as Bigfoot. Yeah, agreed. So. Yeah, I actually, I read a lot of those stories that you were talking about. And I saw something really interesting that was talking about just Native American lore about the Bigfoot in general. Mm-hmm. And about how these stories that depict a creature as part of you know, kind of a halfway between human and animal are kind of a way to bridge a connection between civilization and wilderness because a lot of Native American tribes are very focused on staying connected to um, the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was really interesting how this folklore really depicts kind of the truest version of that of kind of a cross between nature and human humanity mm-hmm. kind of yeah so. it's very interesting yeah do you have anything else well yes i do i have a website i found oh so i don't know do you have anything else i i before? do have i have a couple more like more recent sightings okay but do that first and then okay. i'll do my Cool. So a couple more recent sightings of the Bigfoot, because I thought it's cool that we're going into the history of the Bigfoot, but mm-hmm. I like to hear about Bigfoot now, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, where is he now? Because I feel... good <laughs> Bigfoot update. Yes. <laughs> where Where is Bigfoot now? <laughs> then and now. So, because I feel like a lot of Bigfoot stuff, a lot of what we commonly know about Bigfoot is very from very much from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. That very typical picture of uh-huh. Bigfoot kind of he's walking through the woods right. and it's very blurry, it's very poor quality and yeah. you just see this gorilla uh-huh. almost walking very tall just through the woods. That's kind of if you were to hold up a series of images, most people will probably identify yeah. with that one because right. that's the commonly known one. Right. But what is Bigfoot doing now? Yeah. Where's he at? Where's he at now? So these ones aren't necessarily the most recent that I um, could find, but I feel like they were kind of 
the coolest, in my opinion. I like there's, cool. There's Cool's a lot. Good. Of, there's a lot of really good sightings, but this is from this first one is from June twenty second, two thousand nine. Okay. So a nineteen year old was driving home in Rhinebeck, New York, and it was a curvy back road. It was nighttime. He was, you know, probably out partying. As hopefully he wasn't. Hopefully he wasn't drinking and driving. <laughs> but you know, he was probably just out. You know, doing what you do as a nineteen-year-old. Doing what the nineteen-year-olds do out in Rhinebeck. Yeah. So he's just driving along, probably jamming to some music, whatever, and he sees this object kind of flying at him, mm-hmm. and so he swerves to miss it, and he swerved, he missed it, it was fine, and. He realized as he was like passing by it, he realized it was just like a shopping bag with like some cereal, just like some random like things in it. Oh, weird. And so he was like, That's like super weird. I don't know why that's out here flying because it's you know, he's out in the middle of nowhere with nothing going mm-hmm. on. And so he was like, That was really weird. And so he just kind of out of habit checks his rearview mirror. And he looks back and he sees someone retrieving the bag and he's like, oh no, like, I hope I didn't like hit them or, you know, maybe I wasn't paying attention. I really scared them. Mm -hmm. So he turns around to help them and see if they're okay. And when he looks back as he starts approaching, he realized that the creature was a really tall, hairy, more like a bear-like creature, mm-hmm. but it was standing, it was walking like a man. Yeah. And he was like, oh, shoot. Turn <laughs> and he around. turns around. You turn again. And the, the creature, like, it really quickly picked up the bag and left. So he he got, like, a view of him, but he wasn't there long. It wasn't like the creature was chasing after him mm-hmm. because he turned around. He was trying to get out of there as yeah. soon as possible. So... That was the first one. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Very cool one. And then the second one, January 8th, 2008, a man was driving a one of those big rigs with Idaho potatoes. Ah, the potatoes. <laughs> the potatoes. <laughs> On I-15, which is <gasps> I our... I fr- know that one. Yeah, it's our freeway that cuts through uh, Utah here to Idaho. Yep. Where the potatoes are. Yep. And so this big rig, it was driving, actually, it was just outside of St. George. Oh, cool. So it was down in southern Utah, which, for those of you who don't know, it's, like, rocky down there. Yeah. There are forests, but it's not, like, the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. You can't blend in well, I think. It's very red rock, very sparse. Especially close to I-15. Yeah. There's not a lot of... I think there's one mountain pass right before St. George or something. Maybe not even right before. It's a little bit more prairie. There's a lot of farmlands out that way. Yeah. Farm meaning cows. Yeah. So it's just flat. Right. And there's some hills and stuff. Very... Yeah. A lot of pasture land. There's hills and valleys and such. Mm -hmm. Probably quite a bit of... Quite a few caves. Yeah, but even still, there's not, I don't think there's bears that way. And so nothing for Bigfoot to blend in with right. down there. I know because what we went, 
I guess what we we went a little off I fifteen towards Penguin. Penguin. So a little off of I fifteen, I guess off meaning an hour off of I fifteen. There are smaller towns like Penguin and Parowan that are a little bit more Yeah, you start getting forested. closer to Zion National Park and yeah, stuff. But like Bryce Canyon. St. George, there's not a lot yeah. of... It's very Red Rock. Yeah. And that's kind of it. He was just outside of St. George. Not just outside, but in that general area. Mm-hmm. And so the driver, he's just driving along. It's late at night. And he notices something on the side of the road with kind of not glowing eyes but when the light kind of hits it it kind of shimmers you mm-hmm. know and so that that eye shine yes yes. Yeah. yes so yeah so he thought that it might be a deer so he turns on his high beams his brights mm-hmm. to be able to have a wider view of the road and he saw what he can only describe as the bigfoot it was just on the road it was walking up into the forest but it was, it was, it was, it had cut across the road mm-hmm. and it was looking back like at the cars. Interesting. And it was going off into the side bushes. So. I wonder why it was so close to the highway. Yeah. The, the guy was thinking because he was a hunter and he was thinking that it was because the, there was like a river on one side mm-hmm. where he was at on the, on the, on the highway, there was a river on one side and a more foresty area on the other side. Yeah. Or not. We've already been over this. It's not super foresty down there, but like there's more trees on the other side. And so he was thinking maybe he had gone down to get some water mm-hmm. and had come back. So I don't know. Yeah. But really crazy. Cool. So that's what I got. Nice. Yeah. Well, okay. I found the treasure trove I of ready. Bigfoot lovers. Okay, let's share it. So there's a website out there called Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Oh. I guess it's an organization, uh-huh. the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Yeah. And I went to their website. Okay. And let me tell you, there's a lot in there. <laughs> I bet. There's a lot in there. And actually, the according to the website, they have basically a live tweet going on for all of the Bigfoot sightings across at, so cool. at least the United States. Yeah. But the according to the site, the most recent sighting was May 17th of this year. Oh my gosh. So like a week ago. He, Bigfoot was seen 30 miles west of Wichita, Kansas. Wow. So watch out, Kansas. Kansas. Kansasians. Yeah. Watch out. He's out there gonna get you um the site also includes recent reports sightings by region sound recordings where you can report a sighting a bigfoot the bigfoot sketch project classic documentaries and expeditions that are currently ongoing that you can join cool so if you really really want to join an expedition that some sounds of, like my jam well let me tell you they do <laughs> it's it's a Three day, the, the couple trips that I really dug into, it mm-hmm. looks like a long weekend. And you can go to Ohio, Tennessee, California, Colorado, Wisconsin, Washington, multiple parts of Washington because I oh, think I it's bet. because it's such a hot it's spot. A hot spot. Yeah. So they had Washington one, Washington two, and Washington three. Wow. Whatever that means. <laughs> I'm sure it's just different parts yeah. of Washington. 
or three separate trips to Washington. Right. Minnesota, Montana, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and Missouri. Wow. So. He's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And what they do on these expeditions is they pack up and they go out and they look for them. It is requested that you do not bring any firearms or pets because both yep. can deter the Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, but they looked very interesting. You just have to email them and pay your fee. Cool. And pack your wares <laughs> and head out with a bunch of other Bigfoot lovers. That sounds exciting. like the greatest time. I think we well, should there go. You go. I Pod- might let you go. A podcast field trip. Podcast field trip. Anyone want to help us get there? <laughs> Fund us. We'll do it. <laughs> Venmo me at. No, I'm <laughs> So I found myself very deep on the FAQ page of uh-huh. the BFRO. Uh-huh. And I chose to highlight some of the mo- their most interesting questions. Okay. That happened upon the FAQ page, which I don't know how many times. I mean, clearly they've been asked often enough to end up on the FAQ page. But we'll... You- <laughs> We'll, you will see. Okay. Number one, do Bigfoot bury their dead? Oh. And the really? answer is, well, the answer is inconclusive. Oh. It is very possible if they do, they've done so by watching the human race bury their dead. Uh-huh. And since they have learned by watching, they're very aware of their own presence. And this may be why not many tracks have been found. Oh. Yeah. Because if they are aware of their presence and they know that people are kind of looking for them they'll know where to walk so that they don't leave footprints right right but this is a very debated theory okay cool number two how come no one is trying to shoot a bigfoot with a tranquilizer gun (laughs) remember faq faq page their first needs i didn't realize this was this is such a hot topic okay number one there needs to be proof of existence prior to tranquilizing bigfoot yeah, well, otherwise you're tranquilizing a person. Well, if you're walking around in a Bigfoot costume, <laughs> you're kind of asking to be trained. That's true. That's but that's true. just my <laughs> personal opinion. If you disagree, that's fine. But if the, the, the thought process behind this is, and it applies to large animals as well, okay. um, like elephants, giraffes, rhinoceroses, stuff yeah. like that. If a Bigfoot cannot be videotaped easily, repeatedly, in daylight and in the open, then a Bigfoot cannot be safely tranquilized either. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So think of a rabid lion. You wouldn't want to, I mean, I guess you probably would want to trank a a rabid lion. But if you didn't know how it would react, if you didn't know, you would want to make sure that all of the circumstances were as perfect as possible to minimize danger to other people right the same would apply for the bigfoot right because we know so little about the bigfoot and like i'm sure tranquilizer i know nothing about tranquilizers but i'm sure there's like different animals i'm sure would require different amounts of Mm -hmm. tranquilizer and so you can't shoot a bigfoot with the same that you would shoot a rabbit i don't know why you'd shoot a rabbit but you know what but I mean. if you did <laughs> but like size comparison wise or yeah. a deer or something like that right. like you wouldn't want to shoot the same bullet or tranquilizer thing. i just picture this big cartoonish arrow yeah <laughs> just this giant needle that yeah, just but... <laughs> right into the butt of the bigfoot <laughs> <laughs> little dart yeah. yeah yeah a little blow dart yeah 
yeah, so if the the logic behind it is if we still cannot get footage of the Bigfoot safely, yeah. not not that getting footage of Bigfoot is unsafe, but currently that is the task at hand is getting footage of Bigfoot safely. Gotcha. So if make we your, can't make even sure do your that, phones are charged out there and ready guys. to go. Yeah. Otherwise you might miss your chance. Yeah. But once you once we do the likelihood of getting people behind you to go and tranquilize Bigfoot. Uh-huh. Just just leave Bigfoot alone. But yeah. hey, I'm not part of the organization. <laughs> you do you. Number three, do Bigfoots climb? Oh. They are most like a primate species. Uh-huh. And so, yes, the answer that's is what, yes, they do climb. That's what I would think. Yeah. However... There have been a few sightings of Bigfoots in trees, although it is speculated that these are juvenile Sasquatches because playing around, they do get so big that Mm, it'll be hard to climb a tree. It becomes a challenge to climb a tree. And so the the baby Sasquatches are up in the trees and the parents are on the ground. Gotcha. Which implies that Bigfoots are in fact in families. That's what I'm saying. If you think that. Otherwise, think of it this way. If they don't have families, then they'd be all alone. Well, and they would just die off. Like Lonely. all of these, all of these legends that we have from back the but the petroglyphs that you were talking about from back a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you explain that? You can't explain that. So that's true. Unless unless Bigfoot is just you know timeless. It could we be. We have no idea. We have no idea. So those are the the most interesting finds that I found on this page. Cool. I highly encourage everyone to check it out. <laughs> it's got a lot that it's got like, a lot in there. Sounds like a good time passer. It is. It really it, they're they are very excited and very eager to spread the news of the Bigfoot. And I love that. if anything, you can watch their live tweet about I love that. The most frequent Bigfoot sightings. I love that so much. Yeah. There you go. Do you want to tell us about camp? Yeah. So here's here's just how I was going to finish up. I was really hoping that I'd be able to find the, like a website at this point for the camp that I went to. Because Which I was just like... furthers <laughs> the fact that it was not legit <laughs> at all. <laughs> but yeah. So I don't know what happened to that camp. But here's... I'll just tell how we found it, what happened, and yeah, tie it into tie it into our goals basically. Our goals, our goals. I don't know. Do we have goals? We don't have any goals with Bigfoot. You know, tie tie it into our topic. Ah, tie it yes. into our subject matter, saving the earth. So I went to a camp fair with my mom and my brother when I was probably about 10 maybe true yeah i don't know i don't know i should have asked (laughs) my mom for better details but we were kind of walking around and there were a lot of different like science camps and just all of your typical like sports camps stuff like that and my mom was kind of just going around collecting flyers for things that she wanted to sign us up for because both my parents worked and so during the summertime it was just nice to have us in camps pretty much all summers Mm -hmm. that she didn't have to worry about you know, childcare when we were that young. So 
she just kind of was going around and me and my brother were old enough where we're two years apart. So we were old enough where she was like, you guys can go like find whatever you feel like would be a cool camp for you guys, you know? And so we were kind of wandering around and John finds my brother. He finds this camp that is set up just, they have the little booth set up and they have, I'm sure the video footage that we've all seen of Bigfoot from like the 80s mm-hmm. just like set up on an old tv there and just like flyers and I'm sure candy and just like all these all the things that you would want as a kid who's excited about adventure Bigfoot. yeah <laughs> and my mom had signed us up for wilderness awareness camps in the past where you go out and you learn about different kinds of berries and you know different survival so you know skills. what to eat and what not to eat I do. You're a pro? No, I'm not a pro. It's been a really long time. I was going to say, we'd probably eat the wrong one (laughs) and die. At one point, I'm sure John probably still remembers, he went to that camp longer than I did. Mm -hmm. He was actually a counselor at the Wilderness Awards camp. So he knows. We should have him on the podcast sometime. Tell us, John, if you're listening, tell us your Wilderness Explorer (laughs) information. Wilderness Awareness. Adventure is out there. (laughs) Hey, he's a great, he he knows hey, so much about the wilderness. I know. <laughs> it's great. I totally, yes. He's the person you want to bring camping with you because gotcha. he knows how to do all of it. So anyways, so he is just like enthralled with this guy. And this guy, he's probably, this is from my 10-year-old brain. So he's probably in his mid-20s, probably, mm-hmm. in my mind. And he's got like... Typical hippie long hair. I think he had it in a bun before buns were cool. And, you know, just you're, you're who you would think would lead a Bigfoot camp. Very granola. Very granola, like cargo Chocos pants with hundred pockets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and probably, I think he had like a gray button-up shirt that was short sleeve and like sports wick. And uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that whole vibe... A, a bandana, all that, all that good stuff. Probably lived Are you in a picturing van. it? I I can see him almost perfectly. <laughs> so this is the guy, and John literally, he just like was so enthralled by this guy. He was like, he was like, this is it. This is my life calling is Bigfoot. <laughs> and because because me and John were, I mean, we we're close in age, and we fought a lot ball, so we did pretty much everything together growing mm-hmm. up. And so if he wanted to go to that camp, I was like, well, I want to go too. (laughs) So my mom, she came over and like talked to the guy for a little bit and got some more information and signed us up. And then I forget when it was exactly, probably June or July, whenever you do camp. And um, she just brought us to this park nearby, Sammamish State Park, actually, where Ted Bundy killed a few of his victims. <laughs> Fun fact. And hippie guy was coming around for round two. <laughs> <laughs> no. So she, she brings us and drops us off for our first day of camp. And there's a lot of other kids there, too. Oh, good. And she's like, well, I guess I'm at the right place. And um, we get there and... We start doing just random adventure things, and there's a bus, and I, I would, I would love to go through every day what we did, but I don't remember everything, so I'm just gonna kind of highlight the things that we did. 
So I do remember we went to a museum up in Capitol Hill in Seattle that was owned by this guy who had studied Bigfoot his whole life. Wow. And what a career. Yeah. And so we learned a lot from him. He had a lot of footage. He had a lot of tips on how to sight Bigfoot. And we went on our way. That was that. I think he had, it was kind of a souvenir shop too. Mm-hmm. I don't think we got anything, but it was a cool place. And we also went out to somewhere, I don't know exactly where it was, but we got in the big van. It wasn't a van. It was a school bus <laughs> that he drove himself because uh. that was the kind of <laughs> camp it was. Yes. And yeah, and so we got in this big school bus, a bunch of us kids, and went out to the woods and we learned how to mold feet, like footprints. Mm-hmm. Is that what, how you call it? Molding? Like take a take a cast, a yeah, plastic yeah. cast of a footprint. Right, right. We learned how to do that. And we actually found some crazy footprints. What did, what did you find, Julia? We found f- footprints. You found Bigfoot footprints. Yeah. <laughs> you found... The 16 or the 24 inch by 8 inch. Bigfoot I'm not even kidding. Footprints. Yeah. Where are they? Well, Proof. it was a clay. It was a clay um, in Seattle. Seattle has very interesting uh, geography. Sure. Geology. Yeah. Anyways. Both. But it was like this clay kind of patch in the middle of this forest. And it looked like Bigfoot had been walking in areas, kind of like you were saying, that Bigfoot tries to go undetected as much mm-hmm. as possible. And it, what it looked like was that he didn't realize that it was a clay pouch. And so he, like, started stepping in and then realized as soon as he did and went back onto the other trail or other terrain that didn't have that clay thing. And so it was, like, half... It was, like, a quarter footprint. But... Was it planted? No. It was real, Celia. Okay, okay. okay. I'm just just asking my questions. I'm very curious. John probably has a different memory of this. But we also did a... We learned how to make forts in the woods just to, like, camouflage Mm -hmm. so that you could see Bigfoot from your... Like, you could camp out and see Bigfoot from your space. So you learned... We learned how to put how to use the resources around you to make a fort that would blend into the environment. So Seattle, like Washington has a lot of pine trees. Mm -hmm. So we just took like pine branches and kind of just layered them up and made forts. So do you still know how to make a fort? Oh yeah. I've been making forts since I was like five on the beach. How come I've never seen your fort skills? (laughs) We can, I don't, I'm not a very good blanket fort person, but take me out to the Washington coast. I'll make us a banger fort. We've been on the Washington coast at least twice. Well, I've still not seen a fort. You haven't, uh, we, you have asked Do for I have to fort. ask? <laughs> yeah. It's just a random thing to start building. Well, I don't know. I didn't know that I had to say, Julia, please build me a fort. <laughs> okay. Next time we go out, we'll go, we'll make one. It's the expectation. Okay. 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 So that's pretty much all I remember about camp. It was a great week. It wasn't overnight or anything, so don't get freaked out, guys. (laughs) (laughs) With this guy in his school bus. Every day my mom picked us up at like 3.30 or whenever it was and took us back the next morning. 
That was great. That sounds great. It was so fun. And here's the here's the thing that I am just gonna my last thoughts on this on okay. Bigfoot. All right. I know there's a lot of controversy, and that's okay. Not everybody has to believe in Bigfoot, but I think Bigfoot is a good thing to stand for. <laughs> stand for Bigfoot, everybody. You heard it here first. <laughs> because, no, listen up. Listen okay, up. I'm listening. I'm listening. It really inspires. It's kind of like Santa Claus in a weird way. It inspires people to want to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to picture Bigfoot as Santa Claus, and I don't know if I like it very much. <laughs> but here's, follow me, follow me. Okay, follow. okay. It inspires people to get outside. Like my brother who saw that, that stuff with Bigfoot, Mm-hmm. it drew him to wanting to learn more and wanting to be out and looking for Bigfoot. And there's people who go their whole lives looking for Bigfoot. But if nothing else, if you don't really believe in Bigfoot, if nothing else, it stands for the just like endless potential of the wilderness. Oh, I was thinking take care of the planet or Bigfoot will eat your children. That too. Make sure you take out care of the planet. <laughs> Bigfoot <laughs> will come and get you. <laughs> yeah. But no, my my just my my train of thought is just that it's 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 a cool concept that there are things out there that we don't know about. Because that that is true. Whether it's Bigfoot or something else. Deep sea fish. Deep sea fish. We there's a lot that has been un, not discovered by us. And that's okay. We don't need to tranquilize it. Please not tranquilize Bigfoot. Leave it alone, guys. (laughs) Yeah. And there's something just kind of exciting about learning, like, hearing these stories and learning about it. And, you know, if if that incentivizes people to learn how to be outdoorsy and go camp in the woods and learn how to, you know, make forts and how to survive in the woods for days on end to hunt for Bigfoot, not hunt, but like to be able to sight Bigfoot, then I think more power to them and to Bigfoot. Whatever gets you outside. Yeah. And that is my final thought. I think that <laughs> I thought it was going to be more well profound. worded than that. <laughs> but <laughs> you guys get the gist, right? I get you. I get you. Yeah. Well, I think that is a beautiful note to end on. Perfect. Also, Bigfoot's real, so stop lying to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there we and go that's where we're gonna end that's this today <laughs> so uh, yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode we're gonna have a lot more like it not necessarily about bigfoot but you know just about cool things about our world that we live in so appreciate it or bigfoot will eat your children <laughs> exactly and you exactly so if you enjoyed our podcast today please go like subscribe write a review share with your friends we love it all do whatever you can um you can follow us at our instagram page and our twitter page at g underscore four podcast our facebook page is good girls go green our email is good girls go green podcast at gmail.com and our website that I will have updated this week is goodgirlsgogreenpodcast.com. And you can find us on Patreon. Either click our link tree in our bio for Instagram, Twitter, or just look up patreon.com 
and good girls go green on there and that's how you can support us and our endeavors and our bigfoot adventures because <laughs> we're gonna do that yep so we're Supported gonna go by you, viewers like you viewers thank like you, you. We're going to go record a special Patreon episode and then get out of here. So have a great week, guys. And if you know, uh, if you want to know what it's about, check it out on Patreon. Check out Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a two for one. You get something and you support us. That's a win-win in my win, book. Win-win-win. Win-win-win-win-win. Win. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>